Welcome to the What's Your Story podcast. Hi, I'm Ron Cogman from Brandon, and I welcome you to join us each week to explore stories in this real changing digital world. Stories from real business leaders, CEOs, and marketers, bringing to life all the topics to help grow your business and your brand. Join us each week, and I look forward to the story and the discussion. Well, hello, everybody. It's Ron Coughlin again with the What's Your Story podcast, and I have a really great guest, sorry, guest today, I should say, um, coming to uh, you through our Zoom channel here. Um, and I'm actually not in my normal place. I'm uh, in London, Ontario today doing a shoot for a client, but uh, I can still do my podcast and it's all great. So we've been chatting with leaders and guests about this uh, new normal and how, how it's affected everybody. It's evolving, obviously, since we started. And today I have Jennifer Beal. And Jennifer is a event producer, which she does some amazing events out there. And uh, she's also a strategist. And so I really can't do her justice. So I wanted to maybe ask you, welcome, Jennifer. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today, Ron. It's great to be here with you. Yeah. And I, what I'd like to do is maybe you could tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what you do. And then we're going to talk about this new normal right after that, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, you know, I... Um, I produce a couple of the largest business networking events in the greater Toronto area. And um, I'm also a joint venture strategist. And it all kind of happened about 35 years ago when I was starting out my career at my first job interview where I wanted to get into sales. And the interviewer told me about this deal he'd worked on where he went to Australia, found this piece of sporting equipment, brought it back to Canada, showed it to the buyer of a major Canadian department store and they bought a whole bunch of them up. And he made $130,000. But what intrigued me the most, never mind the money, but what intrigued me the most about the deal was that he had not had to purchase the products, ship the products, um, write out you know, purchase orders or do any of that at all. All he had done was made an introduction between the two and built himself into the deal. And he made $130,000. Well, I was, you know, young and wanting to start out my career. I was intrigued. I, I'm like, I want to learn how to do that. And then 16 years ago, I did my very first joint venture with a, a gentleman by the name of Brian Clemmer. He was a leadership coach and trainer. And um, I helped him make over a million dollars. And it was so much fun. And then that's where I learned with him how to do live events. And then I went on to do the events that I do in my company until... Um, I, you, like over the years, I've helped on the side, just doing it on the side with the joint ventures. I've helped hundreds of business people make tens of millions of dollars. You know, it was something, but I was kind of doing it on the side. I loved the event. I was helping people through the events and connecting people and networking. It was all fun until March came in, in 2020 with COVID-19 and my business just disappeared overnight. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's, production uh, company gone like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. So I teach in the event uh, management area, both at Humber College and Centennial College. And um, that's what we're dealing with right now, how to do virtual events. And uh, even some of my clients, they have big conferences and they can't do their big conferences. And if they do, how are they going to protect their staff and their franchisees and that type of thing? And it's a big concern. So, yeah, you kind of uh, a good set there for, uh, uh, you know, this whole talk that I've been having with leaders out there about this new normal. And so... 
so what, how have you been able to adapt to this whole conference shutdown and not, um, not being able to do conferences? Like what's, what's, what's going on out there? And how are you adapting in your business and changing and evolving? Yeah, well, you know, it was, it was March. I should have been ramping up for my big summer event. I do a big one in August. And, you know, I just waited and waited and waited. But what I did immediately was I pivot everything, everything that I was doing um, offline or about offline events. And I, I pivoted immediately in one week and I put everything online. I have a directory of business networking events and other business events. And I, I just made it all virtual business events. So I was really tracking in the economy what was going on with events. I attended a lot of the conferences. I was looking at the platforms they were using, all in that. But what I also did immediately was I reached out to my network. And I, I have a network of about 17,000 business owners. And I reached out to many of them and I said, how are you responding to COVID-19? What are you doing? And, and most people were kind of like, well, you can't sell right now. You can't do anything right now. And you know, really my role I see is I help people make money. So I looked yeah. for people that were relevant for a given time with the needs of the people, because that's any economy is based on that, that people have needs and then you match it up with a product or a service that can help fulfill those needs. So it's not like people stopped having problems or needs, but there were some industries like mine that were just kind of irrelevant at the time. Nobody's buying you know, tickets to live events because you shut down, you can't. But there were all these other areas that I saw that w could be vibrant. And so yeah. for instance, I recruited one person for a business and they paid me $7,500 just for making the connection. Nice. So, so then it was like, and then I went to another associate and I said, now is the time that people need you. She didn't see it. I talked her into it. Within one week, we had launched a campaign the second week of April and she made $66,000 in one week. Very good. And so I, I, the skill of doing joint ventures and having these strategies really paid off for me. And I'm really grateful that I've been building that skill over the years. So my pivot was from doing live in-person events to, to joint, doing joint ventures with people and finding ways that we could help as many people as possible in the business. Because I always saw that there was a role for entrepreneurs and everybody was making it about the medical professions and the politicians. And, but I, right from the get-go, I'm like, no, entrepreneurs, we have a role in this. We cannot let our economy completely stop. We must keep it going. And so within my network of people, I found ways to stimulate our economy amongst ourselves. That's fascinating. You know, I have a client, her, they're Tracy's Wine Jellies. Okay, so all, all it is is jellies you have with hors d'oeuvres and cheese and they're wonderful, right? And they're from Niagara on the Lake and they do about a half a million dollars of sales every year and they do it as shows. So they go to the one of a kind show, they go to a Balls Falls, they go to the C&E, whatever, and then they sell these wine jellies. Well, guess what? They've all been canceled. Yeah. And so they came to me and they're friends of mine. They said, hey, what can we do, Ron? I said, hey guys, you need to get online. I said, we are online. And when I looked at them online, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> so, so I built them a new website and I did it for free. I basically said, I'm gonna help you, you're my friends. Um, and then afterwards, you can pay us a small fee and we'll just market you and get you, you know, get your business going for you. Now they've been doing that now for, oh, since April. And now they're almost out of their all their $300,000 of supplies that they had and they have to start cooking again and, and doing stuff. 
And uh, so it's, it's quite fascinating. Um, they've had to shift. Everybody's had to shift. And I think what you're doing is really fascinating. You're, you're, you're actually doing this for young, entre young entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that want to make money. And uh, yeah, everybody's out there going, what am I going to do next? Right? So, you know, well, so it, was, it was really interesting. I actually saw the value of this back in April when I went in and got, went to the car dealership and I got my snow tires changed over and I'm sitting under this canopy outside because they wouldn't let us inside. And there are these, these other people that came up and sat down with me. So I started talking to them going, well, what do you do in this? And they all had jobs. And they were all from other countries. They had moved to Canada with aspirations for enterprise, but they had these jobs. And one of them said, yeah, I'm grateful I have a job, but there's never enough money at the end to put any aside. And mm -hmm. so then I started telling them about joint ventures. I had them all on fire for doing it. I thought, well, you know, if I can just take three complete strangers and tell them about these strategies and show them how they could do it in their life to make more money so there'd be more at the end of the month so that they can you know, improve their lives or whatever, or even flip over and be more enterprising than just have a job. Um, <laughs> and so that's kind of what sparked me to go, hey, I should really start teaching this to the people around me. And then I started okay. teaching how to do joint ventures to the people in my network. So I, I formed this club called Find Joint Ventures. Oh, that's great. You know, um, I may have to talk to you because my, my podcast, I'm, I'm doing it basically, I'm gonna do it for a year, one a week, and uh, the idea is to monetize that afterwards once I get this going and market it. Um, I'm well, starting well, to get maybe a there's a joint venture strategy that we could come up with on that. Wouldn't that be fun? There might be. We'll have to talk about that. So, so how would you, um, what would you give in terms of advice to other entrepreneurs or CEOs out there? Right now? What's the thing that comes to mind? What kind of advice would you give them during this time? Yeah, you know, everybody's different and where they're at. One, this, this, this is more a desire that I have for us as human beings in this society and that is that we start to collaborate more that we start to come together more and i think that this pause that we've had with covid19 provides a gateway or an opportunity or or maybe um, people will be transformed into wanting to be more community oriented in their life because really we're very self-sufficient stand on your own two feet figure it out on your own kind of society that would be my desire that this could ignite and activate in business people this desire to not have to do it so much on our own and to find ways to collaborate which is you know the premise behind doing joint ventures and strategic alliances and other collaborations so that would be my encouragement, not so much advice, but my encouragement to consider how, you know, what if, you know, COVID-19 was this one moment in history that could turn on everybody's brilliance and um, kindness and caring and compassion toward one another to help each other be successful. We don't, we don't need to compete. Yeah, you know, in our uh, that's competition, a competition we can collaborate. And no, that's that would be really my encouragement. Yeah, I mean, uh, collaboration, uh, not everybody trusts each other or mm -hmm. know if it's, if it's what's in it for me and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think you're right. I think opening up the, it's the same with employees and organizations today. Uh, leaders have had to give trust back to, to their employees to do the work. Um, I know some people that they work for a very large company and they did not like this idea of having all their employees because they thought they'd take advantage of it. 
Uh, and what they found out is that because they've recently tried to go back to work and only two people showed up because they gave them the option to go back to work and only two people showed up. And so they're like, the CEO goes, forget it, everybody back at home. So, <laughs> you know. And then now all of a sudden overhead is brought down, like way down and revenues can still be there. So it means more profit for a company. And then the transformation of that leader to be a more trusting leader and in a more empowering leader of others. It, you know, that's, that's great. Right. Love it. Now, if you were to define the new normal, what, what would you define that as from your perspective? Uh, I don't know. I think everybody, you know, everybody's responding to this way right now of in a different way. You know, for me, it's been a time um, where I've had an opportunity, I think because I haven't been so busy out there with everybody else, but more here, I've still been busy, but here and had a lot of time for introspection that, you know, how much do I need to consume? You know, I, 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 I see the, like the consumption of everybody went way, way down and mm -hmm. there was more quiet and um, and I really liked that. I, re I really enjoyed that. But now it's getting busier and busier and noisier and noisier. Um, I'm not sure that this pause has changed a whole lot in people, but the opportunity certainly was there. And I have allowed it to transform me into being a different person, a, a different way with other people that is more open and responsive and empathetic to others. But the, the, is there a new normal? No, I think everybody's finding their way differently in all of this. And we're using technology. Um, you know, the technology may be the same, but how it's being applied is different in different scenarios. And I don't know that I could just blanket say there's this new normal, but certainly it's, it's technologically driven. And yes. the key is to be able to embrace technology and not try and replace things with technology, but to be able to use technology to do business and, and yeah. finding our way with that. So the, the new normal is, you know, we're online and we're digital and we're doing, you know, things like this Zoom to talk with each yeah, other. And, I mean, we, it, and we can still stay connected. Yeah, and it, it really is amazing. I'm, I'm uh, as I mentioned, uh, I, my side job is becoming more my full job, but I teach at college mm -hmm. and I'm online with students. They all haven't been able to come to Canada. So I'm teaching an international group of students all over the world, Vietnam, Russia, uh, India, China, uh, Brazil, uh, Colombia, Argentina. It's like unbelievable. And they're all, they couldn't come here. So now I'm connecting to them all over the world. I'm having, to, everybody's having discussions and they're not in the same classroom like normally we would be. So it, it's pretty fascinating. It's also allowed me to grow my business because people are looking for help from an e-commerce perspective and digital and social media marketing. And one of my things, one of the things I did was with my biggest client, I, they shut everything down. And I said, okay, fine, I'll continue on. I, I won't charge you. I'll just continue on doing what I've been doing and I'll build some nice content for you. Well, a month and a half went by and they came back to me and said, you know what, you, that was wonderful. That's why we work with you and we're gonna spend, we're gonna quadruple our spend. And it was like, what? And I had to go hire students. And go, it, was like, it was like a big shift in my business because of what happened. And now they're continuing Being to Being kind, caring and compassionate, being of service to people in the moment for what they need. Look at that, yeah. great, great story. Thanks for sharing that. So um, I want you to think about a year from now, okay? So it's 2021. 
it's September, everyone's going back to school again. What do you think, if you were uh, a logarithm and you were predicting the future, what would you think would be important at that point in time? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, where we're going to be in a year from now, who knows? Because, you know, this virus is still, like as we're speaking today in September 2020, is it's still with us and that, and we don't have a vaccine yet or a cure or anything for it. But, um, you know, I think that if we could be people that embrace technology to stay well connected, that yeah. we can be a better connected society a year from now because of technology, um, I, yeah, that, there's my prediction for it. Will, event, will we be able to do events that then, you know, live events with thousand people and more? Um, I'm not so sure, but well, things whatever, have it is, whatever it is, we will be well because we stay connected and uh, we find ways to do that. Do you think um, uh, virtual I'm, for example, I do competitions in the school and we're going to do a virtual competition where we're bringing in two different hotels to do a, uh, a pitch on jumpstarting the hotel, their hotel business. And so the teams will meet in breakout rooms virtually and they'll pitch the client as they come into the breakout rooms. So I'm trying to use the technology in a way to make it real and interactive like people are working today. And, and so you are doing events. Have you seen any really innovative ways that people are doing virtual events out there? Yeah, well, I did do my August event. We went okay. virtual. Yeah, and so you <laughs> that did. That was like this learning curve like this for me, just straight up and down. Yeah. But what I did was I took a studio, a live okay. TV studio, and I had a tech team, and then all of the attendees were on Zoom. So I was live in a studio with some other people. We had four different TV sets that we could use and we made it like a TV show. So that's one thing that I did. And I know right now a lot of event people are talking about these hybrid events where it will be live in person people um, as well as doing the digital aspect where people could be anywhere in the world. And so I think, again, using technology well, like what you're saying with these breakout rooms, you know, doing project-based learning is really great taking the best of the best that industry have and finding ways to adopt it to um, doing it virtually will enhance the experience. And in the end, I, I think any event producer, if they just keep two things in mind, people attend an event for two reasons. One is they want to learn something. And two is they want to meet people. So technology can provide that for both people. And I will also say from my event, the sponsors, were ecstatic about the results from the event. They got way better results using technology than they did at the live in-person events, which was very interesting to me. Something else event producers can keep in mind, technology with metrics and the way to coordinate things can make it actually better for the, the sponsors of the event. That's great. Well, you know, it's, it's been great chatting with you today. Our time is almost up. I can, can't believe it. I could talk to you another. I may have to get you back again on this podcast and talk yeah. to you further. If you don't mind. Love to come back. Thank you so much. Yeah, because yeah, this was a great discussion. And, and I think uh, people are going to get big value from this. Any parting words before we go about your business and how to get a hold of you and that type of things that you'd like to share with people? Or 
Yeah, I think there's three things that people need, all people need. And so number one is you need to be serene. And if you do not have serenity right now, then reach out to some professionals, make sure that you're staying connected with people who, who are healthy people that can get your serenity back so you can stay calm, make good decisions. Number two is to be strong. Make sure that you're taking good care of your health and find those things that fill you up and don't become empty. Just keep yourself filled up all the time. Make it a way of life. And number three is stay connected. Stay connected to people who care about you and want to see you succeed and be that kind of person with other people that connects with people and encourages them and celebrates the wins with them and helps pick them up when they fall down as well. And we will find our way through this time just fine. Thank you so much. That's, those, are, those are great tips. And if they want to get a hold of you, is there a website or a, uh, any place they can go to con connect to you on LinkedIn or something? Or how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, if you'd love to connect with me, I'd love to be connected with you as well. I've got a great community of people who like to do joint ventures. And you can find us at findjointventures.com. That's right. Findjointventures.com. You can get a hold of Jennifer if you want to get a hold of her. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. A great discussion about this event world. It's really changed through COVID and some great tips. What are not necessarily tips you would have thought of. They're more practical to the humanity of people. And I think those are fabulous tips. And I want to thank you again today, uh, Jennifer, for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, Ron, for having me here. Bye for now. Okay, we should be stopped. No, oh, it says we're recording still. One second.